0: blog talk radio good morning you are listening to nabwick the national association of black women in construction blog talk radio show founded to increase the national awareness of black women in the construction industry nabwick is the charge and takes the charge for black women to advocate for further opportunities to its members
1: Good morning good morning happy Wednesday and thank you thank you so much for joining us this morning every Wednesday Nabwick Talks Wednesday blog Talk radio show. I am Jada Williams your national Nabwick radio chair and it just brings me great pleasure this morning to be here with you today is August 26th, and we are still in the month of August, National Black-Owned Business Month. So, NABWIC wants to give a special thanks and special message out there to all of our Black-Owned business owners. NABWIC salutes you, and we are committed to supporting Black-Owned businesses, For we are an organization made up of many individuals that own small businesses. So good morning, good morning again, and then a special shout out if you are one of those parents that's listening in with us this morning, we thank you because we also know you might be doing some virtual homeschooling. So for all of those parents out there that have students going back to school this week, next week or have already started, we salute you as well. <laughs> So let's get into it. This morning's show, we started last week a two-part series um, going through the presentation that Mr. Bill Seed um, did at our virtual August luncheon. And just a quick reminder, Mr. Bill Seed is the Senior VP Facility Design and Construction over in Jackson Health Systems. But before we listen in to him, I would like to encourage you to please go back and maybe listen in to part one from last Wednesday. You can always find our archive shows, if you ever miss a Wednesday, on our website as well. Um, go back and listen to episode one last Wednesday to tie it into today because we really want to make sure you're able to connect the dots and you get all the information that will be beneficial for your business or your endeavors that you have going on. But also, before we get to Mr. Bill's seed, we have a special message from Commissioner Daniela Kava that I would like to play and we can all listen to and receive the benefits and the impact of her powerful message. And let's have some commentary after we hear this recording of a special message from Commissioner Daniela Cava.
2: I am super excited about supporting your work in Miami-Dade County. I have been all about the apprenticeship programs that move people into these jobs. These jobs are not uh, exportable. They're not offshore. They're right here in our community. So they definitely fuel our local economy, and girls and women have been kept out of this line for too long, and I, I am always excited when I see women on a construction site, no matter their role. And I've been to uh, many union meetings with the trades, and there's always just a few women in these uh, industries, and I always cheer them on. So it's just a great, great pleasure. I'm thankful to Ann McNeil for inviting me. I want to do everything I can do to move you forward with your agenda Uh, I'm sorry I can't be with you throughout the whole luncheon, but I'm definitely here for your program, and I'm grateful, grateful for the advocacy uh, of the group in in moving this career forward for, for women. And by the way, this is the 100th anniversary year of women getting the right to vote. Unfortunately, we know Black women did not get it that year. So let us not forget that while women made a major major milestone uh, 100 years ago, not all women uh, got that same opportunity. So uh, we need to continue to fight, not just for women, but for black women and girls who are uh, held back. Their salaries are uh, a, a small fraction of what men make in the equivalent jobs. Uh, you know, we need to do a deep dive on the construction industry and make sure we have equity. I was able to pass in Miami-Dade County, a pay equity for for women bill that anyone doing contracts with the county, which includes many in construction, have to sign and say that they will pay women at the same rate as men. And uh, I'm looking forward to moving that forward along racial equity lines as well. Uh, That's definitely my platform for the future. So again, thank you so very much for your leadership, for your advocacy, for the opportunity to say a few words to this national audience And uh, I salute you all, and I look forward to working with you in Miami-Dade County.
1: So, yes, that was a beautiful, beautiful message that we received from Commissioner Daniela Cava during our August Billion Dollar Luncheon. Um, Messages and different individuals like um, Ms. Daniela Cava attend our Billion Dollar Luncheon, And we have our billion-dollar luncheon every month, and it is the second Wednesday of every month. Um, So if you want to hear more special messages like this or get more involved, our next billion-dollar luncheon is in September, the second Wednesday, which is September 9th. And September's billion-dollar luncheon is a billion dollars in convention centers, that is with the S on the end, contracting opportunities. So we have reached out to um, convention centers all over the states, nationally, to bring them in and meet us at our billion-dollar luncheon and connect with you. But from Mr. Commissioner Kava's message, I would like to welcome our national, um, our national Congressional Black Caucus Committee. Legislative Chair Ms. Valerie Mundy Good morning, Ms. Valerie How are you doing?
3: Hi, good morning I'm doing fine, thank you Excited this morning, yes yeah.
1: Beautiful, beautiful We invited Ms. Valerie uh, On this show to be a guest this morning Because you can already tell her excitement And her voice She is leading our charge With organizing and planning Our Congressional Black Caucus Uh, Reception and that week We every year we have our Mid-year meeting Along with the same time as The CBC so With um, Commissioner Kava's message uh, Valerie and the political um, Activities That's going on right now we just Had the DNC now This week is the Republican National Convention could you Tell us like why is it So important to listen and connect with individuals like Mr. Miss Commissioner, or why is it so important for us to get out and vote? Um,
3: Yes, well, I I am reminded from what um, Commissioner Kava said about hundred years of suffrage. This is marking women getting the vote, and it's crucial uh, this year that we take that and celebrate and all women come out to vote because what's going to be needed is not just our, because I know all of us are active in social media, okay, but that is, that is just the, the first layer of the onion. We really have to, we can't stop at social media. I have so many friends that are out there that put their point out there, but you won't see them at a city council meeting. You won't see them hear them talking about school board meetings, and what uh, Commissioner Kava said, or even what she wants to say, is they need our advocacy. Because they're they're just like us. They're no, they put their skirt on just like we do. They are just like us, and they need our support. And it's important for us not just to be posting on Twitter or posting on uh, Facebook and putting our ideas out there, we've got to do and, and we might be very busy. We might have children at home, young children, we may have one, two jobs. But I remember when my daughter was young, uh, and I used to take her to every city council meeting that I had to go to because I didn't have I didn't have any care at home. Um and, and her father wasn't available to help. So I had to take her with me and you know what? She grew from that. And her advocacy is stronger than mine at this point. So it's important that we come out, find out what's going on, so we make our own decisions and that we support those that have the same ideals because they're out there fighting the big fight in in city council. There may be an issue that's important to our community, and they may not win because there's no advocacy. Because if we don't speak, there's no voice. It's assuming it didn't happen or it's assuming there's no one out there supporting that effort. So what's important for us, number one, of course, we have to vote, okay? Let's take this 100-year women's suffrage as an opportunity to put a symbol out there that we are a voting bloc that matters. Um, Of course, blacks need to vote. All of us, regardless of how we feel about candidates, it's important to make a stand this year, and say, hey, we're out here, you can't treat us any other way. So voting is the only answer to the solution that we're looking for, uh, because we can't go back after November 3rd and and start putting blasting on social media that's not, and I, I, I hate to say that, but I woke up to social media and I see all these things and comments about RNC, and, and it, this is the only way to make a difference. But number two, our advocacy is important. And for those of us who do work, um, public sector work, work through our businesses, it's important that we are on the front line letting these folks who are making decisions, these elected officials, letting them know that, yeah, we're here, we need work, our, our people in our community need training, because cities and counties, counties like Miami-Dade County is, close to a trillion, but they are a multi-billion dollar operation. And they get all of the funding that comes from what we pay to federal taxes. That money comes back to the county. And what happens is those people on elected officials, they make decisions about what to do with that money. Hey, you got cousins, you got church members that aren't working that may need to be trained. That training money comes through the county you may be able to train. That training, you need to be a voice for yourself and your community. Go to these places, go to these meetings, and and even they might. These meetings are still being held. We can go yes. down there, or we can also get online and catch them. But to get your voice, and they and they give you an opportunity, even online on the Zooms or go to meetings. You can put your name in. They have a form that you fill out and you say, I would like to say something because I'd feel a certain way. Don't limit yourself to you just you dialogue with your friends. Let them know I've got good ideas and I this is how I feel about something. And these people want to hear, and they, they want you to come back, especially if you're advocating on something they're supporting or that they're endorsing. So, Get to know them. Let them get to know you. And see, that's what Navick is doing with our legislative reception at the Congressional Black Caucus meeting this year. The Black Caucus event has been going on for decades. And it's it's, it's an annual event that black congressmen and women are, and there's a foundation associated with, with the organization of members of, of Congress and Senate that have the annual legislative conference and our um, business people, our local elected officials, our uh, foundations, um, and, and they, they gather, and, and political organizations and nonprofits, they gather special weekend, um, not just a party, they gather to put their ideas on the table and listen to ideas and strategize on solutions that we have concerns about. And so you'll see over the years, Jesse Jackson evolving to um, modern day um, leaders. Uh, and, and, and what's, what, what we're, what we're able to do is network, meet who our congressional black caucus members are, meet them, shake their hand. And what network does with the, what we've been doing at least for ten years is we've been having a reception for those who've been there to speak at this event, and that we're honoring at our event. So we had we would every year we would have this event at physically in D.C. at a very nice club, and folks would come in and say, "Hey, you're Nabwick, We've heard about you, or we don't even know about you." Tell us more, and so we've had elected officials that come through our event, and it's an exciting time for both both of us to meet one another and say, "Hey, I'm glad you're here. We'd like you to come to D.C. and advocate because we have a very strong, um, uh, you know, need, large need for more advocacy. We want to hear your voice. The members need to hear your voice because you vote not just for them. You're voting for all these folks. And so, what's important is The NABWIC vote, the women vote, the black vote. It's important to be heard. So what we're doing, because everything is virtual this year, because Congressional Black Caucus events are virtual on various mediums, NABWIC's reception will be a virtual event on Thursday evening, September the 17th. And that event is going to be, we have invited, we've reached out to, the Congressional Black Caucus Chair, Karen Bass, along with nine other Congressional Black Caucus members to kind of come and greet us. And then we have an opportunity to say, hey, we're here doing this. If you need need to know that we're out there building bridges or you need to know that we're out here pulling cable and fiber and installing Internet, we're here, and we're here also to advocate on your behalf. And 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 on the flip side, we need to know who's running things up in D.C. So we can say, hey, we got a concern. I need to call. I already met. I already met Congresswoman X Y Z. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be in D.C. I'm gonna go to her office because quite often these are open door um, opportunities for us to meet folks. Yes. So these are face to face opportunities that we like to like to do at our CBC. Legislative event, and this year is no different. We are going to have, uh, as well, four guest speakers in our breakout sessions. One is going to talk about um, opportunity zones. And opportunity zones are something that is very quietly kept, Because it's complicated, and we're going to talk about that because those of us who do economic development in our communities need to know about Opportunity Zones. We're going to talk about Africa development. Our sisters in Africa are doing something just as magnificent as we are doing on the continent, and we want to hear their voice. We want to hear what's going on. We also have um, the procurement folks who are in D.C. This is the end of the fiscal year. They're, They're going to be dumping a lot of work. Out on the street, we want to hear uh, what's going on, how we can be involved as business people, and what's the forecast in in their department so that we can know, yeah, we want to get together a bid they're looking for us they're looking for us to bid on these projects because we're not there, and so that's that, and then um, there's one other we're going to talk about um, economic excuse me environmental justice and water. And so that's going to be another session we're going to get to meet local elected officials who are going to come on as well. So I invite everyone to go on to Eventbrite, Eventbrite, look up NABWIC, and and go ahead and sign up for this legislative event because it's going to be exciting, and you're going to say thank you, glad I came. All right, guys, thank you very much for giving me a chance to speak.
1: Yes, indeed, and thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Ms. Valerie, for joining us this morning to bring the special message about what NABWIC has going on for our annual mid-year meeting um, that goes on every year, September 16th through the 19th, um, and we will be hosting our CBC reception um, on the 17th, where we have all of these great features that Ms. Mundy just mentioned. We do have our four breakout rooms, and it is an opportunity for you to get connected with your local representatives, no matter where you are in the country. I have had the pleasure of being able to attend those events. And like she mentioned, I do have my pictures with Jesse Jackson and uh, Mayor Oliver Gilbert and a few other uh, political leaders that uh, I um, follow for my local Um, Area and my local Interest and that is not just For me or us members That are in Florida we are reaching Out like she said to All of the elected Officials and if you Want to make sure that we are Including your local Area please and Always email us Reach out to us or you can Even make drop a comment on one of Our Facebook pages or our Instagram page, and we will make sure that we do some type of follow-up to make sure that the representative you want to hear from is in the room. So, again, thank you, Ms. Valerie, for all of your hard work. And like we like to say over here in NABWIC, if you are not in politics, you are not in business. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. Come back and listen to Mr. Bill feed. And if you have any questions or comments, or want to know more um, on what we just spoke about with Ms. Valerie, please hang out and don't ever hesitate to press 1 on your phone so we can get you in the studio or drop your comments in the chat.
4: Today's show is brought to you in part by Ann McNeil, the master builder, helping to build stronger and better lives and businesses. And by PepsiCo Frito Lay Companies, one of the largest food and beverage companies in the world, and by Jay Perry and Associates, giving you the building blocks to grow your business. To learn more about our advertising rates and packages, contact Jada Williams at area code 786 702 1005 or email blogtalk at navwick.org. And don't forget to follow us on Blog Talk Radio by visiting blogtalkradio.com backslash N-A-B-W-I-C.
1: Okay, so let's move on forward to the next part of our next segment, sorry, of our show. We're going to listen in to the recording um, second part of Mr. Bill Seed. Listen to that presentation, and then we're going to come back with some questions and answers, some comments, some more commentary with Ms. Valerie Mundy.
5: Awesome, thank you so much. And we have another question from Arian Kirkpatrick.
6: Hi, um, again, this is Arian Kirkpatrick from Cleveland. I'm in a similar program um, like this at with the Cleveland Clinic Foundation, and I was curious to find out how did you do the recruitment for your prodigies, um, and were they all construction managers, or were some of them trade subcontractors?
7: I think I I would like to hear Frank Chang answer that, and then maybe Larry Blackburn as well, and you'll maybe get two different perspectives.
8: Well, how's everybody doing? This is uh, Frank Chang with OHL. In, In our case, we already had um, a relationship with uh, medicine construction, and we kind of further developed it, you know, as the mentor-protege uh, program uh, came about for, for the Jackson Project. So we, we were very familiar with, with the company, and we've always worked together, and, you know, we continue to work together um, on future jobs, future jobs and future projects. They are a construction manager. Uh, they're not a trade partner, but along with them, Came along the expansion of our SPE vendors list, so you know we also benefited from you know them coming on board as proteges. is Larry Black from Turner Construction, and uh, similar to what Frank said, uh, we had a relationship with MCO Construction. We reached out to Ms. Ann McNeil, structured a, a, a really an agreement, talked through. What uh, role they could help us with on on the the project at Jackson South, and it's been a it's just been a great fit. Uh, and, and we brought them on early, so we actually you know presented our team together when we went to, to to win the win the project. It was a very easy fit for us. Excellent,
5: and Mr. Victor Harris, he also has a question.
8: Uh, Good afternoon. Thank you guys for uh, having us and and taking the time out to uh, present something that's wonderful to to everybody out here. Uh, Our firm is typically a little bit larger than some of the firms that you guys are probably protege. So for somebody that is looking to uh, work in the field in terms of being a program manager or a construction, more or less a project manager, program manager uh, for some of these projects with Jackson Health, how would we... uh, or I guess a better question is how do you guys manage your, your teams graduating to be able to compete with your Turners and your Skanskas and your OHLs in terms of being able to manage a, a sizable portion of a program such as this on different
0: projects?
7: Well, I don't think it was ever our intention that the uh, protege would be able to compete with a Turner or an OHL. Um, our, our real desire was to get them from, from purely from a Jackson perspective our desire was to build a, a vendor supply chain that could manage our smaller projects. Um, I think the Turners and the OHLs will tell you that they can't be as effective on a four or five million dollar program as a smaller local firm can be. Uh, and so, but we were trying to sort of fill that niche. Um, as, you, as you graduate from single digit million, if you will, to multi digit million and, and larger programs, I think there's a a couple of stair steps as to as to who competes in each of those markets, very specifically. So we focused on growing small businesses into a, a healthcare competency, more so than taking a small business that could build a, a $50 million project.
9: I'd like to also uh, chime in to that question, uh, Mr. Harris. Uh, how are you today?
5: Doing wonderful. Thank you.
9: Awesome. 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 Now, this would be my, what I call, and Larry starting to smile like he knows what's up.
10: <laughs>
9: so now let's talk about the other response to your question. The other response to your question, in addition to what Bill Seed said, is politics. It is relationships. And so you know from working across the United States, your firm is, if not the largest, one of the largest CM firms in the U.S. that's black and you know that from your family's history going back to your grandfather that everything that they've done for the most part in my opinion is relationship driven this program is no different now unfortunately you were not in our breakout room right right miss uh miss Patricia and Larry where you got my 411 upon in terms of how i express the fact that in addition to everything that Bill C. said, this is a race-neutral program. Race-neutral program. This is a race-neutral program that happened to have had many of the protégés, if not all of us, are minorities and or black. How does that happen in a race-neutral program? Politics. The chairman of the board was black. The person who's over accounting for the bond program was black the lawyer for the healthcare system was black the person who was over the facilities and engineering mr david clark was black and so i could go on and on like the attorney black for healthcare system the previous ceo prior to the wonderful one that we have now was black and so this took years, this took years in a race-neutral program. So the answer to your question, and I want to let everybody know that Mr. Harris is also a NAVWIC member, it is the relationship-driven, and I think everything that everybody said here when the protégés and the mentors decided to submit on this response, it was driven by relationships. And so this is one of the reasons why we're hosting this billion-dollar luncheon, because we want all of our members to understand that if you're not in politics, you're not in business. If you're not in politics, you're not in business. One more time. If you're not in politics, you're not in business. And as the voice of black women in construction, we elected to bring all of us together because if we don't tell the story, the story is not going to be told. So in order for us to be the kind of firm that your firm is and grow to that level, And to become the kind of firms that Bill Seed and all of the mentors need for us to be, it's driven by the relationships and the politics. So that would be my long-winded Anne McNeilism response. And back to you, Bill Seed.
5: Thank
7: you. (laughs) Tylene, any further questions?
5: This time I don't see any new questions in the chat. If we have anyone who has something um, additional that they would like to ask, you can unmute yourself at this time. We also ask that you share your contact information in the chat and you do have the ability to save the chat. So there's three dots over to the right to say more and you can save the chat and save any contact information that you receive. So if you'd like to stay, share your name, your email address, your company name, your, your, uh, your website if you'd like, please feel free to do so. And do we have any other questions that have not been addressed yet? I believe that everything yes, that we said.
10: This is Esther. Excellent. Thank you. So I have a question. This industry is typically based on hard skills. And I heard a lot of soft skills implemented on the program. What made you decide to integrate this into this particular program?
7: Can you elaborate on that a little? I'm not 100% following you there.
10: I said this 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 industry is typically based on hard skills. That means design and inter- design engineering and construction management building. But I heard a lot of soft skills that um, involve relationship building and and and, um, and 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 personality building as well as business growth that was implemented on this particular program. What made you decide to do this here?
7: All right, so now you're going to have to read my books, I guess, but to try to not do an Anne McNeil, I'll give you my 30-second version of that. Um, while each of those hard skills are very necessary, um, construction is very much a, an individual person business. and. If we can't treat each other properly and can't work together properly, we're not going to do a very good job of building a building. Uh, It takes no less than a 1,000 people to walk on site and build a building, and that takes enormous soft skill and emotional intelligence in order to do that properly. Uh, It's also probably a key reason why uh, our industry as a whole has not gained in productivity, although all other non-farm industries have over time. Uh, is because we've not been very good at soft skills and and people relationships. So I think, uh, well, at least I personally have been involved in in relationship building, if you will, for the past 12 or 13 years. I uh, unfortunately did not come out of the, the womb bent this way, uh, but uh, over a long period of time in my career, I've realized that that is the most important portion of any team, any team building, and construction is absolutely a team sport.
6: Thank you so much.
5: And, Arian, if you'd like to come off mute and ask your question, please feel free.
6: Okay, I'm sorry. I guess I'm um, confused as to the emphasis on it being a race-neutral program. Um, Just by all the statistics and all we know, and especially you showed earlier, only 4.7% are black-owned. So, and just the one in Cleveland Clinic was specific for blacks and minorities on growing those companies. So, I'm confused about why it had to be race-neutral and what's the emphasis on why this is so special as a race-neutral program.
9: I I can answer that question, Bill. Uh, Adrian. uh, I'm sorry, Arian. uh, Arian. Our county does not recognize race in contracts, okay? So it's just small business. We have a small business program. Does that That make sense?
10: Makes sense.
9: Okay, thank you, ma'am. That's my two-second response.
10: Um, This is Ursula. I have a question. Um, Earlier, when you mentioned that the trainers um. Were putting together the curriculum and realized that construction workers could not train or were not trainers that caused my ears to perk up and make me wonder how did you create a balance between the subject matter experts and the, the trainers because I know of at least one situation in the past where um, a company tried to use just trainers to present information and they were very well I mean they, they were very well spoken but they didn't have the knowledge they could not communicate with the people that they were attempting to deliver that information to. So how did you create the program and what methods did you use to make sure that you incorporated the, the, the expertise of people that had been in the industry for quite some time?
7: I think it really hinges around the protege's willingness to learn and desire to learn. Um, so they're placed in an environment where those subject matter experts are. It, it, it also hinges back on, on my comment that construction managers are not teachers or mentors. They know their stuff, usually, or, or they have some very specific area of expertise, depending on the individual. Um, but they're, they're not, again, going back even to the soft skills point just made a moment ago, um, They're basically hard-driven, get-it-done kind of people, and, and, and to ask them to step out of their box can, can be a nuisance to them. So uh, I, I put the emphasis uh, more on the protege to go seek the learning that you want. I created the curriculum so that they understood there was a wealth of, of learning that could be had, but then, uh, then expected them to go and gain that learning. And I think that's what what helped to drive that uh that all of the mentors were were more than gracious and happy to teach once they had a student with a question and so once that that sort of relationship was developed, I think that's how uh that that barrier was broken
8: yeah if I can add on to that though I mean just to give an example you know Ann with m c o reached out to us and Uh, We set up a training session with our pre-construction manager in our department, and and Ann and her staff came down, and we went through the whole estimating value engineering GMP process with Ann and her team because that was something Ann wanted her folks to learn. And that's just one example that Bill talked about. The protege asked them the question, and then we, not not very good educators, but we took the initiative to set that meeting up and and facilitated that, that educational session. Thank you. I have a question. I'm not in the specifically construction business. I'm in the telecom business. And uh, I know many of the members are in an um, like, uh, ancillary type business, maybe the finishing or the uh, design drapes or something like that. Uh, at what point, um, we're in specifically, let's say, phones and uh, office phones and PBX and that type of stuff, where, where would a company like ours, at what point uh, do we get involved or could we get involved in the process? Because obviously, you know, when, when you, the building is not built, you don't need the phones. You only need it at, at the end when it's completed.
7: Uh, that's, that's really a system-wide program that, that gets developed through probably more and more the IT departments at major organizations. Um, as they try to tie those into the balance of their system. So they standardize or specify those things well in advance. That's that, that's almost a, a, an ancillary thing to a construction project. It's far more involved in the, in the data type systems. I think that's probably your best place to approach that. Okay, thanks.
8: I have one more question. Since the program is now winding down, do you have an appetite to – revisit and restart this program in terms of moving forward
7: I think if we had another major program we would we would certainly consider that um, I, you know we if you know much about Jackson we're not in the business usually of doing hundred million or hundreds of millions of dollars of programs um, and so it, it makes it a bit more difficult to carry some of the overheads if you if you're running four or five six million dollar programs um, but but at the end of the day I think it was a, a Successful program. Uh, of course, you'd have to ask the proteges their opinions as well, um, uh, but I think it was a, a worthwhile endeavor um, to go through this program.
5: Awesome. Any other questions for our guests or mentor protege? Okay, well, thank you so much. Truly, truly uh, appreciate everyone's attendance.
10: So thank you, everyone, again for joining us today. I hope you found this information very
9: valuable. Thanks to our mentors, the protégés, all those who took time to be with us. Most important, Mr. C., thank you for coming on uh, with this information to share about this program that many other organizations can use to make sure in those race-neutral environments they can find a program that can still foster more development of Black-owned businesses. And thank you for leading this
4: charge.
1: Okay. You got to hear the last um, episode or last portion of our special message or presentation from Mr. Bill C. Um, it was very impactful um, with information on the Mentorship Protege Program. Um, and last week we also had Dr. Esther Lambert join us and speak on her experiences um, at the luncheon and hearing directly from Bill Seed and making a um, mentorship partnership relationship. So we will, um, just a friendly reminder, we will bring um, Dr. Lambert back so she could give an update and um, advise and let us know how this relationship works and dig deeper into the Mentorship Protege Program and all of the great things that Mr. Bill C. um, spoke to us about. So I can't wait to bring her back on the show. So please listen out for um, her return show. So, again, our next Billion Dollar Luncheon is September 9th, and you will, again, hear more of great, amazing presentations um, put on from different leaders around the country. Um, We have coming up next, um, let's check in the studio um, and see if we have anyone ready to press 1 on their – please don't hesitate, press 1 on your phones if you want to join in in the conversation. And if you are on social media, make a comment, and we are looking out for you as well as in our emails. As a friendly reminder, you can always – Like, share, follow us on our different social media platforms or head over to our website to find out more great information or get connected um, with a local area at www.nabwick.org. We are going to take a quick commercial break, give everyone a chance to step into the studio before we move on to the ending of the show.
0: Press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Don't forget to follow us by liking our page and post your questions or comments. And ABWIC's intent is to always go into the high schools and colleges to encourage our young black girls and women to enter into the construction industry and to take interest into the STEM programs that are offered. We encourage you to listen to this show or past shows on the internet by logging in at www.blogtalkradio.com slash n-a-b-w-i-c thank you and we're back
1: welcome back welcome let me stop i'm not a singer that's not what they're have me on the microphone to do but welcome back and because i'm always just so excited i'm ready to sing every wednesday morning at 8 30. Uh, moving on we did have someone press one on their phone and wanted to step in the studio and play with us this morning on the line. We've already cleared. It is no other than the Miss Jackie Perry. Good morning. Well,
4: Good, good morning, Jada. And I think you should have sung. I would have looked forward to that. Uh, but uh, <laughs> listen, I, I don't have a question, but I do have a comment. And I just want to thank you and uh, your co-host, uh, Ms. Ursula, for such wonderful programming. But this um, segment on the mentor protege program, I thought, was so insightful, uh, presenting a lot of information, especially for those who may not have known, that these type of programs do exist. And although, again, this uh j program, mentor protege program with Jackson uh, Health System is unique, Um, there are other mentor-protege program opportunities out there. Uh, For instance, with um, a lot of the businesses that are graduating out of the uh, 8A program, uh, they look for folks who might want to enter into a mentor-protege kind of relationship. And so I know for me, uh, if I never was really clear on all the aspects of what those programs entail or what we could make it, this these last few segments have really, again, brought some greater insight and ideas for uh, opportunities in that area. So once again, I just want to thank you all for a fabulous program and also for, uh, I guess, uh, Miss Valerie Mundy this morning who talked about um, again, all this just ties together, and like you said, Jada, uh, if you're not, you're not in uh, business, if you're not in politics, so just kind of tying it all together, and I'm looking forward to seeing folks at the next um, billion-dollar luncheon and also at our CBC reception, so I'm really excited about the great things that NAVWIC is uh, doing and is offering to both members and non-members alike. So I'm just going to shut up shutting up, but thank you for allowing me an opportunity (laughs) just to make those brief comments.
1: Well, thank you so much, Ms. Jackie. And we would never put a time limit on your segment. (laughs) Um, Yes, as you said, September is a very busy month for us, but it is a very important month for us. We do have our billion-dollar luncheon and our CBC event, and as uh, Ms. Jackie already said, keeping the show in line and connecting all the dots from the beginning to the end with Ms. Valerie Mundy and the special message from um, Commissioner Kava, uh, we really, really, really encourage you to show or spark your interest in politics because if you are not in politics, you are not in business, and I personally would like to challenge all of our listeners on the line. If you have young adults, 18 to 20-year-olds, 18 to 25-year-olds around you in your circle that uh, may be intern at your business, I challenge you to get five young adults to register to vote. Help them register to vote, and then come November, Check back in with those five individuals and make sure they go vote. Or better yet, pick them up and take them to go vote with you so we can make sure our vote is being counted. So I would like to challenge you to do that. And Ursula and Jackie, we're going to get a follow-up. On the, the, what should we call this vote? Maybe we should um, put it in a raffle or a suggestion on our Facebook page or something. But this is our call to action to go vote. And then also um, link up with NAPWIC on our different social media platforms or on our website or someone in your local area. So you can always link up or connect with us being a member or non-member also at our Billion Dollar Luncheon and attending events like our CBC, as Jackie has mentioned. Um, I don't see or think we have any more comments or questions in the chat or anyone in the studio. So I would like to go ahead, I guess, and close out our show by saying thank you always for joining us every Wednesday morning at 8.30 a.m. We will be here next Wednesday morning, same time, same place. So please stay interested. Look out for our next week's show on who that special guest will be. That's why we ask you to like, share, and follow us on our social media platforms so you can be ahead of the game in NABWIC world on NABWIC Talks Wednesday.